This is a tripod broadcast. Ask the Mossad. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's, uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Maybe it was my, uh... Probably my 5G. Billy Gates is trying to... Uh, it might be my vaccine acted up, you think? Well, hey, it's either the 5G in my phone or the 5G in your arm, you know? One of the two. <laughs> or a combination of both. So what's up, dude? How are you? I'm good, man. Just uh, getting back to um, you know, my sleep schedule and shit. Going back oh, to yeah, work. Oh, yeah. So are you... Are you oh, you're going back to work? Uh, tomorrow night. Gotcha. Nice. Like, yeah. I really... I didn't even really get off my sleep schedule this week because it did nothing but rain and storm the whole week I was down here. Right. So like, I got kind of on the day Walker schedule through Sunday. <laughs> you said you was on the skinwalker schedule. What was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The skinwalker. <laughs> schedule. Uh, and so, uh, uh, cause I wanted to be up for mother's day and whatnot. So be a person on mother's day. Right. And so I slept about noon on mother's day. Then came over here and this side of town saw mom for a little while. And I told her, I was like, you know, it's supposed to storm the rest of the week. So I think I'm just going to stay up tonight and, uh, and, uh, get back on my sleep schedule. She's like, that's not a bad idea. So, <laughs> uh, Tuesday morning, I went to sleep around eight. I slept till six o'clock. I slept 10 fucking hours. Oh my gosh. I woke up and didn't know what day it was because yeah. <laughs> it was so dark from all the rain and everything outside. Uh, and plus I keep, I had like my bedroom blacked out. Right. And so it's like midnight at all times in the bedroom. So I woke up like, shit, what, what fucking time what is, day it? is it? What day is Where it? Where are you we? Know? Exactly. Have the aliens come yet? <laughs> I didn't sleep through a whole day. But yeah, I, I hit it hard. I don't know what it was, but man, that day I, I slept like a baby. Nice. Which is rare in a while. Yeah. I need to, but what's been going on up in Mo? No, not too much, man. I know. Well, that's why, uh, I don't know if I told you this. I think I told Chris this, but, uh, that's why I pulled, um, or that's why we're doing it this way this week is because just see what we can get, you know? Um, because Matt told me that he, what did he say? Saturday night, he worked from 9 a.m. until 1 a.m. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and and slept for like two and a half hours, three hours in his truck, and then was in on Mother's Day at 4 a.m. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. So when no. he was like, no. I don't really want to do a show, I was like, I, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your time. Yeah, I was like, please, just if you're not doing the show, please just sleep. <laughs> dude, that is fucking retarded. And that is something I do not miss at all. Uh, oh yeah, the restaurant game is the holiday crowds. It's horrible, man. It's horrible. Yeah, like Valentine's Day weekend. If it ever falls on a weekend, you're fucked. You've yeah. lost four days. And I don't you're, miss. That you're totally screwed at all. Mother's Day is another big one. Father's Day is not too bad usually. Yeah, on the restaurant. If you're in a barbecue joint, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, a bar, a sports bar. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mother's Day, Valentine's Day. Uh, New Year's Eve working at a bar, uh, Halloween working at a bar, 
Oh, I've never done. Well, actually, I did. I guess I did that at, at Applebee's. It's not really a bar, but I'd rather get kicked in the dick than work Halloween night. Halloween. <laughs> it is Billy Bonkers retarded the whole night. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was, dude. It was when I worked at Chick Fil A, and that's not even a restaurant. Like all these people would come in either before or after going to their Halloween parties. There's all these people yeah. with costumes and shit. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> When I worked at Harpoon's place, um, we have a we have a pretty big uh, Christmas parade in our town here. Um, nice. But it starts like at five thirty, six o'clock, right? And it's over by like seven thirty eight. Oh, so dinner time. <laughs> well, no one, no one's fed their kids before going to the parade because they had to get right. everything together to get there. You know. Parents get home from work, you know, yeah, change clothes, and get to the parade. When they get done, they have a, you know, they have got their horde of hungry kids. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll just get a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> in, in town wants a pizza. Everybody in town wants a pizza. So, right. like from like eight till nine, it was like there was a shortage of pizzas. Yeah, it was just like everybody wanted pizza all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that night was always like our every. Harpoon has also provides pizza for like the local high school concession stand during football right. season. And I don't know if you're familiar with how football is conceived in the South. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's, it's like a religion. Religion. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so yeah, on every Friday night for a home game, you know, we were doing 30 to 40 pizzas just for the football stadium on, on top, top, of top of everybody going to coming to eat at the restaurant before going to the game. Yeah, you know, because by the time the game was over, we were already closed. Yeah, Friday Friday night home games were the worst. Um, Christmas parade was always the worst, and that was really like our two big, big hitters of the year. Yeah, um, we've got yeah, a. I actually I ran across his Instagram the other day, or I guess the gram for the shop or whatever. His videos are funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, that's just great. He's gotten on the TikTok tip. Yeah, he sends me TikTok videos. I'm like, man, this it's it's not. I tried to get him to come over tonight uh, to to chime in on this, but he was like, nah, I think I'm still hanging out at the house. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Black it out. Well, GTST is nothing but shit posting. It's true. That's that's the beauty of it. It's your niche. It really is. It's good. Well, now now I've turned into a pussy and I label it performance art all the time because I'm like, please don't. It's not just it's just jokes. <laughs> I sent my wife tonight and and I'm I, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. But <laughs> but I well I okay. So I ran across this video. So you're familiar? Are you have you seen like what's going on in Israel right now on all this crazy shit? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So you know, and these videos are everywhere, at least on telegram. They are like, I don't even know. Like, that's what's funny to me now that I'm so immersed in like the telegram is like, I'll tell people, I'll be like, yeah, this is going on here or there. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Oh, I forget you watch normie news and you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But I sent, I sent my wife a video and somebody put, <laughs> I can't, somebody took uh, one of these videos of all of these rockets that Hamas is firing. Um, you know, kind of streaking across the sky and stuff like that. And they, they took one of those videos <laughs> and they put it to uh, that song Fireflies by Owl City. 
exactly. <laughs> I failed a person for laughing at that. Holy exactly. shit. Exactly. It's like, I'm not proud of it. I'm really not. And I, of course, don't agree with the sentiment, but it's just, it's so funny. Me, please, I get you at the Tinker tonight because she will, she will shame me for, there you for go. laughing. Please, so, just send it over me. 100%. Um, yeah, the, the, man, it's, it's so, because you know where I stand on the geopolitical, global political scale i think everybody ought to just leave everybody else the fuck alone oh yeah 100 we should worry about ourselves all the way down to our local community you know yeah. what happens in town next to me it don't matter hill of beans to me because right. i've got no skin in the game but everybody's wanting to take a side either pro-israel pro-palestine or whatever yeah i know it's just kind of odd i'm like it doesn't really matter my tax dollars aren't buying any of the weapons even though they actually are Right. I shouldn't give a shit. Exactly. We should not. We should not be propping up any other government anywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Jefferson said that. Uh, you yeah, know, I think I think he famously said, "I don't give a shit about Israel." I think, <laughs> I think that he did. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about anybody. He, he said, you know, "We should have free trade with all, and entangling alliances with none." That should be the U.S. foreign policy. Yeah, guiding principle. Yeah, yeah. We should, you know, have open free trade with everybody, but don't sign a piece of paper saying, "Hey, we got you back." Yeah, it turns into a domino effect. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And that's that's what's so bizarre to me. Well, and as as you know, as a listener of GTSD, like that's something that Matt and I have talked about for some time. It's like we're we're just and Israel is a big one. That's why I bring it up. But it's like we just pour money into these other countries and call it aid or call it relief and call it whatever else. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like at all, at all. Billions and billions and billions yeah. and billions. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's precisely it. Yeah. It's, um, I could not imagine living somewhere like that either. You know, really? on, on, Imagine living like in Israel, where it's you know, or or Palestine, or the Gaza Strip, or wherever. Right. You know, in, in the Baghdad, or Baghdad, you know, or or wherever. In the crap scheme of life. Yeah. We we rolled a seven coming out of the womb. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? We we looked up really good getting shot out in in, in the U.S. As right. many problems we have and everything, we we kind of hit the fucking line. Creed Branton had it right. Already yeah, won the, born the USA, born USA baby, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel for those people, you know, because it's that's that is oh, turmoil that goes back thousands of years, yeah, all the way back to Abraham, yeah, literally, and it's never going to end. Nope, nope, and even and that's that's what's so funny too, because it's you know the whole because actually I think it was uh now I see Sarah in here she hasn't said anything but uh. Hey Sarah, I think it was I think it was Chris today that was talking to me about uh, about Israel and and just like why the evangelical right like has such a boner for them, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, it's it's baffling. Like it it literally comes from this idea in Scripture in the Judeo Christian Bible that describes them as God's people, which I believe. Like that's that's not that's not what I'm disputing, but I'm like, why are we pouring money into like the things that they're doing? basically being a war criminal you know what i mean and so it's like it's on you, either side the u.s wants to be on the right side of the apocalypse <laughs> am i right or am i right 
Yes or yes. Yeah, you're, it's kind of like you know, let's fund the bully of the arena. That's true. That's there's a good point to that. <laughs> yeah, we read Revelations, and we want to supply right. rockets to kill the devil. That's what it's bulls. Exactly. Down to. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just running the gamble of it. Yeah, but yeah, the, the evangelical right has all has long been way way into Israel, uh, unnervingly so. And it's like this: what what is what what is this? Wait, I mean, you can still admit time. that they're. God's Go chosen people and the right. and the bloodline because that's that's what I do. I'm like, well, they brought us the Messiah. I've got no problem with you know Jews. Like that's that's clearly you know part of this whole plan here. But it's like this this billions and billions is where I draw the line. I went to a church one time, and you and I went to similar churches oh, growing up. Um, you know, and usually on typically in the church somewhere on one side you have the American flag, other side you have the Christian flag. Correct. Generally, yeah. I went to this church with a friend, and they had the American flag on one side, and the flag of Israel on the other. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, mm. and that's that's not as uncommon as we would probably guess. Yeah, and I, I, which I had no problem with. It's their church. It's their thing. They were a, um, some some charismatic sect of some sort. I'm not sure. Yeah. There were no snakes involved, so I was cool with it. <laughs> well, I think uh, the assemblies of God have got it bad for Israel, I, I'm, it, I think, it, if I remember. Well, there's a lot of those around here, so it, it very well could have been. But I want to think it was oh, more of an interdenominational type flavor of Kool-Aid. And I brought that up, like, well, they're the chosen people. I'm like, yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I get yeah, that. Exactly. Why, yeah, exactly. Why, why put a nation state's flag... Precisely. It just represents them. I was like, yeah. Does it though? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I'm here I'm, to tell you, it doesn't. So I, that that kind of threw me for a loop. That was, which I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure it happens a lot more than we realize. But yeah, it oh, kind yeah. of, it kind of, kind of, kind of got me. Well, I think it was a couple months ago. I think Sarah might want to say something, but I think it was a couple months ago. Matt read, uh, a donation letter that he received for some, you know, Jews for Jesus kind of thing. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because, it, yeah, exactly. Because I think his, uh, not his mom so much, if I'm not mistaken, but his, his late grandmother was, you know, huge into that. Like, I think, I think she even like celebrated Passover and, and, yeah, Nora and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of, there's a lot of Christians that are like that, dude. On that oh, same basis, you ask them why, and they're like, "Well, they're God's chosen people." And it's like, "No, no, I understand that," <laughs> but it's the fetishization of God's chosen people that I'm. Yeah, I mean, out. yeah, um, I've heard of like uh, Christian churches observing Passover and whatnot, which I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, it's the same thing as Easter without all the paganism. Right, exactly. Yeah, all the all all of your friends' bullshit. I know you do, man. <laughs> uh, Sarah, did you want to say something, or did you just? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yep. can hear you. You're a little okay. soft, but I'm in the car, so um, I wasn't sure how good the speaker would be. No, but something I've noticed about that with the evangelical right um, and those people that just really, really get concerned about Israel are also the same people that have a real um, excitement for the U.S. as well. So there's kind of this fascination with the kingdoms of the world and the kingdoms that are on their side. And it tends to be all of that wrapped in the 
same thing. You know, they tend to be really, really patriotic. Yeah. With the you know with the U.S. and then they also have this same um, the same attitude towards Israel. And honestly, I just think it's very. I think it's a distraction of the world, personally. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's what I always tell. That's what I was telling your husband today. I said, I said, you know, to me, there has just always been a difference between God's chosen people. And when I say that, I, I'm referring to the bloodline that brought us the Messiah, like just, just all, all, you know, one fell swoop. But it's the the nation state part of it. Like, like I said, like it's like that's not that's that's another state system that is set up. But, you know, against God and for their own, you know, power and control and influence like that has nothing little to nothing to do with that bloodline of Christ area. If anything, I mean, if anything, if anything, an argument can be made for the land or, you know, the Jerusalem and all that kind of stuff, if you look at prophecy and whatever else. But but, yeah, the nation state of Israel is it's, it's just like, you know, that's just pick your favorite. Then is what people are doing with the whole Palestine and Israel thing. Like, it's just, you know, pick the ones that you don't want to seem like an asshole for hating. <laughs> yeah, I actually started that conversation with Chris this morning, and then I left to go work at the house, and I'm on my way back from there right now. Ah, uh, and then he came um, to his shaman so, for some real answers. I get it. No, actually, you probably substantiate the things that I told him, um, but you know, he wanted to talk more about it, and I wasn't there to um, to listen to the rambling. So sorry, Chris. Next oh time. yeah, that's I I do that for. Many a husband. It's true. <laughs> and I have to say, you know, I appreciate both um, you guys and Hango because you guys are getting me through a lot of this housework out of the new house because I have been really caught up on my podcast these days because I have nothing to listen to while I'm working out there. You're so, welcome. Oh, you just play yeah. them and get them going? Yeah. I listened to the uh, new episode of the Hango show today before it even made its way into the channel. So nice. There you go. So what you get for being a premium subscriber to the Hango Show, which you can right, do yeah. $100 a month will get you early access, get you a three-hour early access to the Hango Show. Oh, you hadn't paid? Cut her off. No, here's the deal. Okay, so if I, if I make it paid, here's what I was thinking about doing. I was thinking about doing early access episodes, and you could do a, you could subscribe to the network, and then every show on the network you'd get like you know a day before anybody else. Uh, and then <laughs> it would require you making content. Oh, fuck off. Content. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm almost at 300 episodes, please. Uh, eight years. Go ahead. I'll calm down. Uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking of charging $14 and 88 cents a month. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm, I'm kidding, babe. I don't know if she can hear that. Why not $6 and 66 cents? I mean, if you're going to be evil, go no, forward. No, 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 <laughs> Your influence means nothing here. 33. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 33. Yeah, I would do that. $33 a month. That's, you know, that's less of a dog whistle than 1488. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a dog whistle. That's a foghorn, man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's not a dog. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. The foghorn of racism. <laughs> yeah. We have to show the foghorn racism. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Well, so which side do you fall? Or you just don't care about the whole Israel thing? Hango. I don't care. I, yeah. this, is, this is a... The whole thing is just something that's happened 
since like I said, since it's Abraham. Weird. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it went from throwing rocks to throwing spears to shoot, <laughs> shooting bullets all the way up to Israel's Iron Dome defense. Yeah. Nothing is getting through that. Well, apparently, apparently it's it's struggling some. Um, oh, but this uh, amount, I guess, maybe coming in. Well, and it's it's so what it what is this thing? It's like it's like I mean, you and I are probably touching yourselves to it. What it's like an AI that guards the city or some shit. It's just like a yeah. It's from what I understand, which I'm I'm not a defense expert by any means of the word, right. but it's like a an autonomous system that's able to detect and track incoming missiles and these these uh anti-air pods can pick them out pick them off in the sky before they have a chance to land uh there's videos on youtube of people like in israel coming out of a grocery store and they hear and you have a camera up in the sky and you see a missile get intercepted it's really it's some definite high-tech shit uh which it works great when you have that small of a country, yeah, you know, doing it in the U.S., I'm sure that I'm sure the U.S. has got some kind of similar defense along coastal areas. Well, you know, don't we have just have Elon up there? He can just laser shoot out of the sky for us. Like, what's <laughs> those Jewish the Jewish space lasers? That what it was <laughs> exactly. Who was what was that chick? Was that uh, who was the chick that got accused as a uh, the Jewish that was space hilarious? Laser. I was like, whoa. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewish uh, space lasers was a headline this past year. Let's not forget. <laughs> Speaking of your boy Elon, do you want to talk about his appearance on Saturday Night Live this week? Oh, who Elon? I didn't. I didn't watch it. Why? What did he do? He, he went on. He went on Saturday Night Live this week to host, and uh, I think yeah, I knew he, he was hosting. Yeah, maybe during the monologue, he uh, admitted that he had Asperger's syndrome and the price of Dogecoin. Deal big, yeah. Like the whole during the whole show, it just steadily went down. It <laughs> so everyone out there was like, "Sell, sell!" This fucking retard's been pumping it. <laughs> <laughs> they were live streaming the SNL episode, like in a split screen with a a per, like a second second sticker. update of the Doge coin, and you could just see it just <laughs> down the cliff. It went, you know. That's amazing. Like Robin Hood suspended a trading. Of Doge, oh, no kidding. yeah, surprise, surprise. I saw uh, a bunch of retards on Telegram basically just saying, like, oh, daddy Elon knew it was gonna drop, he's picking off the whales for us. I'm like, you're fucking retarded, you have more Asperger's <laughs> than that. That dude does, <laughs> but yeah, I literally saw people claiming that they're like, they're like, it was all a plan. I'm like, okay, well, now you sound like a cutard, <laughs> all part of the plan. I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah, that was, um. That's why I backed out of all that shit, man. It's just a casino. Yeah, it's just a that's, casino. that's what I. I'm so glad that that Brandy cashed out the vast majority of hers and and got some money, out of a good chunk of money. <laughs> um, but I really, I really wish that people would think before they put money into something, thinking they're going to get rich. Yeah, you know, that's 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 the whole thing. That's how I mean, dude. I've seen literal paid ads on social in the last six months that say you know, download our app to buy Dogecoin now to the moon we go. And I'm like, well, at least we can't advertise pharmaceuticals or CBD or something. But I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is just, it's just this grand casino that people are flushing money into. 
crypto is the new MLM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in some ways, yeah. It actually is there. with the invites. It's the new Mary Kay. Yeah. So yeah, you buy it, up under me. get two of your friends to buy it, and they get two of their friends to buy it. <laughs> I cash out and take all your money. Yeah, it's the old school pump. Yep. Yeah. The downline. For sure. Well, I saw Aaron jumped in too, and Jade's in here too, but I guess uh, they, don't want, they haven't raised their hands. Probably too scared. <laughs> Whoop. Jay's oh, on. There he is. There he is. What's up, brother? Can you hear me? Oh, gr hey, Grandpa, you'll have to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Grandpa Club. It's the it's the big unmute one right there. You'll have to. Yeah, I, I see it. There he is. I I see the I see the unmute now. I had to get my glasses on and, and my magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I when I served when I served my time in the IDF. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a special episode, a special give that some thought called Ask the Mossad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Space Invaders, you know, where you're shooting down the the uh the things flying over, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what was going on until I until I started uh seeing stuff go through, but uh, that's a weird crap going on over there. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre, man. It's um yeah, and I don't know. I, I was. I, this is kind of why I was hoping Matt would get on because I'd like to hear uh, his his take on it. Although, he, like I said, he may not have one just because he's been so tuned out. But it's very, very odd the timing. Um, you know, with this whole Biden thing, and that's like because the only thing that I'm seeing is is everybody saying, "Oh, Biden won't stand with Israel. Biden won't stand with Israel." Um, which, it, broadly speaking, would be a position that I would tend to take. <laughs> But, you know, it's just kind of bizarre that as much as the United States has jerked off to Israel over the years that, uh, you know, now this is happening after all this crazy bullshit that led up to it. And, you know, we got the stumbler in chief who can't finish a sentence in there uh, while it's happening. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think. Aaron, did you want did you want to say something? Are you on? I unmuted you. But well, Addison, we I had a person that I went to college with or actually two people that <clears throat> made their way to. Uh, Springfield, Missouri, all the way from Palestine, and they they oh, no you know they were they identified as uh, as Christians, but they had a really hard time with the whole uh, Israel is God's chosen people type situation, just because that's not the perspective that they saw over there, and all they could see it was from their point of view. So yeah, it, yeah. Um, yeah, they 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 would talk about that pretty deeply. In fact, still connected to them, not very closely, but. You know, from their experience, it's more of a a nation state versus nation state, yeah, uh, bully type situation. Just versus, like it always is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, different perspectives are good to hear from. Yeah. No. Well, and that's. I mean, you know, that's only some stuff that I started seeing on Telegram. Like, I guess like a year ago, maybe, or or maybe even further. And it's like you see some of this stuff, and it's like, well, again, I'm I'm fine with the whole God's chosen people thing. They brought me my Messiah. Absolutely. I would never, you know, equate that to to these other things. But these other things are, you know, when you start to dig and, and look a little bit, you're kind of like, oh, Israel's kind of a kind of a huge dick. Like, <laughs> like it's like, like even in the in the terms of nation states, it's like, oh, this they these guys are assholes. <laughs> You know, after Jay said that, I remember those guys. I remember one of them in particular. We we talked a good bit. Um, we were going to college out there, and I remember one of them said when they were 
hold church services, them being you know Christians, they would go up to like the bell tower to ring this, this, the bell in this old church. And he said, you know, one time some some IDF guys took pot shots at him in the bell tower. You know, so I mean, yeah, they, they were very you know much like this is not you know Israel, the nation state. Yeah, isn't necessarily the same as Israel, uh, quote unquote, God's chosen people. You know, yeah, yeah, it a hundred percent isn't. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's what's kind of funny to see too, because the right seems to, you know, because they got led down this fucking you know Qtarg nonsense path, and some of them have. It, it seems like, from my estimation, that some of them have kind of dug into and found some of this stuff out about Israel. And or are maybe beginning to somewhat question dear orange leader. And so I'm seeing a bit of their thinking get fractured as they realize that, like, wait a second, if Israel does all this stuff and Trump, like, can't close his mouth about how we should support them, which he can't. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, so that, that there's some of that going on. I don't know if there's a lot, but I've seen that sentiment where folks are kind of like, wait <laughs> and i'm like yes exactly they're out to fuck you too <laughs> i mean i think we can all agree that it's every, every nation is out to fuck the citizens in one way or the other yes whether, whether over the others and yeah limiting rights or through taxation or through um religious persecution whatever it is every strong man is out or strong men or strong women are out to crush ah, my warm, warm. <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive here. Come on. Don't say don't yeah, don't there's no inclusive inclusivity on my on my stream. You know that. Strong person? Is that a better way to put it? What's that? Strong person, strong yeah. Yeah. Person they them. Yeah. They, <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean But no, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like a nation state is gonna operate as a nation state. There's very and, you few know. I don't know if there's any uh egalitarian nations yeah, left. Ones. yeah. right um so yeah that's, that's what i'm all about i agree <laughs> i did not say that <laughs> no but i did i fucking love putin dude i've said that before i i do i love him he's the last great leader <laughs> uh anyhow hey retard oh we'll be at war with him anyways I mean, you know, they can't stop beating the Russia drum. Why do you think that's for? Because he does care about his people and he doesn't want to go along with Mr. Globaloni. Oh, you mean like Kim Jong-un too, right? And, you know, and, you know, we have, noted, we have noted on this program many times that it's, it's an awfully um, coincidental thing that the nations who really reject global banking are are painted to us as horrible full stop so i guess uh, uh view that as you will <laughs> but there's a reason for that because those those bankers are the ones that own our media outlets that give us our boogeyman you know how are you this to israel go ahead <laughs> no I, I was talking in the cut because you brought up north korea i, I feel like, like you're, well, around, you're like in banking and <laughs> yeah no it's it's but you know just think about that but you don't have anything to do with them you know 
killing their own citizens and stuff. Dude, that's every, every nation kills its citizens. I understand. We only we only hear about the ones they want us to. And they don't allow them to leave? I mean, at least in America, you can leave the country if you want. It, well, is that true? Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? This is a matter of what to take you. That's, I mean, you can move to Russia if you'd like. <laughs> Believe me, I've looked into it. Um, yeah, take off. Yeah, have a good time in Siberia. My, sadly, my wife thinks it's too cold, but uh, other than that, we'd be out there in a heartbeat. Well, she ain't wrong. I heard Venezuela is really nice this time of year. I used to be able to see Russia from my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Palin. You're now. Everybody knows that you're that you're uh, that you're uh, what's her what was her name? What was the chick's name from 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 Palin, Sarah Palin. Palin, yeah. Yeah, so I, said, I called him Sarah Palin Palin's Palin. Sarah Palin's uh, secret lover. Nobody, no, yeah. <laughs> Only <Secret> if. Lover. <laughs> Only if. Oh no, God, no. Uh, she's unattractive, man. Yeah. Anyways. They, they um, say once you once you go that direction, you never go back. So I yeah, I, I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> <laughs> once you go the reptilian direction. <laughs> uh, anyways, no, I was going to ask you, um, Jay, and I'll I'll cut your name out if you want, or or uh, you know what have you. Um, but I I wanted I was curious if you wanted to get into because I was thinking about our dinner that we had the other night, and. It occurred to me that, that you said some things in the very beginning, uh, or in the in the like first quarter of it, that were extremely interesting, and I would really like to hear more about them if there is more. Uh, if if you recall what I'm speaking of, uh, you were t- you were talking about your time there in Alaska, if that rings a bell, <laughs> and some of the things. Let's talk about. Yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, let's let's hear about. Well, okay, so you, if I'm not mistaken, you told me about uh, geoengineering <laughs> platforms that folks knew about and things of that nature. So yeah, what what's going on up in Alaska? Oh yeah, okay. Now now I know what you're talking about. I had to yeah wrap my mind around that. You yeah, mentioned so geoengineering and then some stuff with the railroad. Well, yeah, definitely. So um, there is a uh, there's a grid, electric grid up there, like a power grid that is. Uh, pretty pretty large and expansive that um they they use to control the weather for different types of scientific experiments used by the military to um you know whatever they're trying to do i don't know what they're trying to do out there other than control the weather but right it's it's off it's off limits to to the normal person i mean you can see it going by and it kind of looks like like a power station but just a big grid in the middle of nowhere for no reason and then uh one of my buddies who used to be in heavy equipment he was um they were doing a project and he said that uh, they were they got to the end of the project and it was basically a train to the middle of nowhere to nothing except for a big depot that essentially you would drop people off to and it was very weird for him. He said that he'd never seen anything like that before, and it was it was not known to people what what it was or where it was. So, kind of a couple things there. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of wilderness up in Alaska, is there not? Yeah, it's all owned by the feds. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast this past week. I, I think that was one of the ones I sent you after we had that conversation. 
Um, yeah, I was listening to it uh, this week, so it's pretty good. Yeah, and and I, it was either that one or or that one and another one. They were talking about this whole, you know, because and I think this goes back some time. I'm sure Hango is aware of this. Um, you know, there's these theories about the the native land and the um, um, the national parks and why they are where they are where they are. Uh, Chris and I were talking about this today too, because he was listening to something and he's like, well, here's my theory about the national parks. I'm like, well, something's up with them, dude. Something's up with them and the land and the, you know, whether that's, that's um, underground stuff, which I do think it is. Um, there's, you know, the Cheyenne mountain type stuff or um, what's the other thing that they do? Oh, well, there's the theory that, a lot of these spiritual lands and conquered lands that are now under the under the jurisdiction of the federal government through the United States Park System are actually part of where you would have a, a Tesla esque um, you know sort of energy grid um, because that's where you'd need to connect to the Earth and you know there's there's people that have done a lot of uh, discussion about that but is Cheyenne Mountain the one where all the uh political figures will go when uh, the fallout happens or something of that nature? Or is that like Iron Mountain or what? Um, I, yeah. Go ahead, Hango. No, I believe it is Cheyenne Mountain. But that's, uh, I thought Cheyenne was the one that was, that was his actual base. Yeah, it's like in uh, around Denver, I believe. Yeah, it's out in Colorado, I'm pretty sure. Because me and Tink were having a talk one night, and she said something about that they were doing something. They were planning on doing something in Colorado or Utah. And she goes, why would they do it all the way out there and not like on the East Coast, closer to the population centers? I'm like, well, Denver's always been like the, the de facto capital of the West. Right. There's so much stuff that happens around Denver that is set up in case a strike ever happens on the East Coast around D.C. or New York, Philadelphia, that whole the New England capital area. Everybody could be evacuated to Denver. You think so, huh? Yeah, the Rockies are a natural, a natural boundary. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, hard sure. for armies to cross the Rockies. Right. Yeah, but how much nuclear fallout are they going to stop? <laughs> Cheyenne Mountain is um, that's where they keep the Stargate. They got it buried there. Yeah, see, that's what I, I always thought Cheyenne Mountain was like a base with all kinds of other crazy shit. What's the depth of, does anybody know what the depth is and what they store? Is it like a tunnel system or like a city system underneath or what? I believe they have like a, rotor, a rotor rail system one, I believe. I believe it's road. Um, let me just duck, duck, go it right now, see what shows up. Is that the one where Alex, the, Alex Jones sat outside the tunnel when he first got famous? No, like that, the uh, that was at Bohemian Grove. Um, no, did another one. Oh, really? Really? I don't know. Yeah, who? He's like the cars are going into the tunnel and military trucks and and eighteen wheelers. Yeah, it's NORAD, Nor NORAD, North American Air Force Defense Command, Cheyenne Mountain Complex. The Cheyenne Mountain Complex is located at Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Station. A short distance from NORAD and U.S. NORTHCOM headquarters at Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, yeah, they actually don't. Well, their page, unsurprisingly, doesn't really say what they do there <laughs> or what the, what it's for. Um, Sponsored by Halliburton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, here, no, I see it at the bottom. It says, yeah, uh, it brought to you by the Jews. Okay, that's cool. Well, actually, the very last sentence on NORAD's page says, please note, public tours of Cheyenne Mountain are not available. Yeah, I bet they fucking aren't. <laughs> uh, the entire installation at Cheyenne Mountain was designed was designated the Cheyenne Mountain Air Station by February 1995 and 2000. The installation was renamed Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Station. That year, all Air Force Space Command air stations in the United States have been designated as Air Force stations. So it's it is the, now it's officially the Air Force Space Command Air Station. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's NORAD. Wasn't NORAD heavily involved in 9-11 on those? Uh... Yes, very much yeah. so. Very, yeah. very much so. The third paragraph on NORAD's page says, over the years of the installation came to house elements. I don't know what that means. Of the North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, U.S. Strategic Command, U.S. Air Force Space Command, and U.S. Northern Command. Cheyenne Mountain is now supported and operated by the 21st Space Wing of the United States Air Force. Oh, God. Uh, what are the other first 20 doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're cranking, they're cranking the uh, Stargate, getting up to power. Gotcha, gotcha. How you doing, Matt? Um, I'm all right. I just got home. I heard um, you. Oh, did you, you really? Man, shit. What's that? I heard you got your ass kicked over the weekend. I, I felt really bad for you. Oh, it was fine. It's well, it's, that, that's the job. You know, Mother's Day is that everybody knows in restaurants. It's hell day because it's the one day everyone goes out to eat. Everybody. So, yeah. Got Saturday was a 16-hour day. Slept in my truck for a couple hours. And it was back in at 5 a.m. to start start cooking off bacon and sausage. Yay. It was fine, though. We got through it. But I was just completely wiped um, Monday and Tuesday. I still had to be there Monday and Tuesday for a couple hours. And, yeah, it was just not a good weekend to record. Well, yeah, and that's why when you were when – because you, you were like, yeah, I think we're going to skip. And then you told me <laughs> I, I had seen you, like – not being around much and then i was like hey dude you all right and then you sent me that voice about uh, mother's day and i was like oh shit yeah we don't have to ever record again if you don't want to <laughs> no i was just i was just completely wiped man that's all and i i i didn't have the like i need to recharge mentally a little bit too so that's all so yeah yesterday I, yesterday i went to work yeah, there was there for about three hours in the morning got home and then just started drinking um and just just for like seven hours, sat in my chair sipping rum and coke, and that was my that was Tuesday. So yeah, I wasn't really in any any shape to record, but can't argue with that. Yeah. Anyway, Cheyenne Mountain. I, I don't want to derail the conversation here. Oh well, it just I mean, my point from that third paragraph was that it seems like they have a little bit of everybody there, which uh, you know I guess is nice. Uh... <laughs> No I'll tell you something interesting. When my uh, my dad was in squadron officer school in Alabama, there was in kind of like an exchange program, which was kind of odd for me to, to see as a kid. They would have uh, they had some Egyptian guys and some Israeli guys, and they were fighter you know learning how to be fighter pilots and officers in their own military system. But like you know why are why are we as a nation state training potential you know foreign uh, fighters in our own system. So I'm wondering well, yeah. if 
in that in that whole complex there if that is happening in that light too i'm sure it is i mean because every military command does some form of exchange like that i mean even like uh the seal training during buds they have guys like from the philippines and spain and everywhere else come over and, and they get involved in seal training as well that's such bullshit it's nato man yeah i've yeah, never understood well, that ever yeah exactly well and yeah I mean, it kind of goes back to, to circle back, if you will, to, to what we were talking about about Israel, Hango. It kind of goes back to like what we were saying. There's a difference between the way the nation states behave versus necessarily like, you know, the people groups or whatever, because these nation states are all doing that behind our backs. They're all wheeling and dealing the arms and the people and the technology and the the. Um, you know, methods of, of warfare, they're, they're dealing it all behind our backs. And and yet they paint a picture to us that, oh, North Korea is your enemy and Russia is your enemy. And, and you know, look at what Palestine's doing. Like, it, it's all just bullshit on the, on the top level. I mean, we've been doing it since the um, modern military, really. You know, we did the same thing after World War II with, with bringing over German scientists off, officers you know, is they considered kind of like spoils of war almost. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but like all throughout, especially the South, there's a lot of them, a lot of German POW camps. My uh, Tinker's grandmother worked at one of them when she was like in her 20s or 30s. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, they had people like German, German soldiers they'd captured. They brought over to the States and there was like a number of those camps like in my state. And they were, they would tell the German people they captured about what Hitler had done, and they didn't believe it because they had been no so comment. indoctrinated. Well, they'd been so indoctrinated about about what. He, okay, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Please continue. I mean, so you know, after World War II, Operation Paperclip or whatever, we snagged all the German scientists we could. You know, and Russia did the same thing. So I mean, it's. Stealing soldiers and stealing information has been considered a spool of war since since time began. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also interesting too to note, like just looking at that timeline, every war almost after World War II, and even that one, there's a you know, a whole bunch about that that you know begins to look different once you start looking. But really after that is when it's really clear that it's like, oh, okay, we, we don't fight wars on the basis of anything other than profit. And, and that's every country and, and every sort of action. It's all just some ulterior motive since World War II, after that science and that technology went all over the globe. Well, wouldn't that, that was, that was used in warfare, biblical times. As as far as you know, we're going to fight this war for an ulterior motive. Oh you know, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's yeah. Not the people, it's about hey, they've got this, and I want it. Yeah, or that's the, true. They could have the Ark of the Covenant, and I want it. You know, <laughs> it, it, could, it could. It's been like that since the dawn of time. You know, uh, or whatever. There's always. I don't think war has ever been war just for the sake of of war. Or land, defense, or, or gold, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, I tend to agree, and that's why. I mean, and that's you know, I know you think I'm <laughs> nuttier than fruitcake, but that's why the next war is going to be a projected one. The correct term is nuttier than squirrel shit. 
<laughs> is that it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. The part of the country that you're from. That's right. <laughs> but that's what that's what's at. That's absolutely why I believe that. Because because the warfare and and the and the technology is to the, is to the point where it's like, let's do the grand you know the grand deception for a one world system of of control, and I, like I said, I think it'll be I think it'll be done in the stars. I think it'll be well you know, <laughs> it'll be done with uh, space, space no. Jewish space lasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, blue beam is real, man. It's uh it's coming. Get ready. So have you guys ever have you guys ever gone down the trail of and you probably have of the difference between Israel and and Jew and and what that religion versus nation state looks like and have you guys talked to people about that are like Jews but don't consider themselves part of the nation of Israel anything like that Yeah I had a friend and I think that was kind of his stance the, the the one Jewish friend I had. <laughs> I had <laughs> Easy. I mean, I mean, we were was he at the Ger- was he at the German concentration? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, he uh, uh, he he was he took a career and he moved off, so I never got to see him much anymore. Yeah, but he he was like I'm an, I'm an American, you know. I've got no. I mean, he never did like a, a birthright trip or anything like that, like a lot of them do. Um, well, it's not even it's not even so much that because even within sort of lay people's Judaism, you know, th- there's a healthy respect for Jerusalem because of, you know, what it is throughout the history. And and that's even something that, like, I understand and I understand that space and and blah, 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 blah. But but it's the, uh, you know, what the nation of Israel does and what they do to their people like that's. To me, that doesn't even have any bearing at all on, on on even Judaism. It's just not. It's just not a part of it. They're just acting as a, as another government. Um, but to answer your question, Jay, we we talked a little bit about that before you got on here. Hango and I did. Um, and then my impression or interpretation has always been that there's a Babylonian Talmud and a Jerusalem Talmud, um, and and that maybe is where a, a socio-political or ideological difference might be. Um, Matt may, maybe can speak more to that. I don't know if he wants to jump in or not, but because no, he's, he's the one that's told me some of that stuff. Yeah, Matt did a really good job on one of the episodes about breaking down um, with Ashkenazi uh, Jewish people compared to Jewish. Yeah, Jewish totally people. separate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it does split on that line. Like I said, that, uh, the Babylonian Talmud versus the Jerusalem Talmud. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, it's the Babylonian one that has all that crazy stuff in it. You know, that really at the end of the day, if you're just looking at ancient text, sounds very much like the old test or, you know, some stuff in the Torah or the, um, you know, the stuff in the Quran that, you know, we used as a decade long fear porn campaign of like, look, they want to kill infidels. See? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's in there, but are, you know, is that, the religion's goal or not but well <clears throat> the um the torah is the what we would think of the old testament what christians would think right. of the old testament uh, the talmud is another book entirely um that the jews didn't have until they came back from babylonian captivity um with the founding of the second temple and stuff like that uh, um so and it's it's so where you have kabbalah kabbalah is yeah. like like Jewish uh, mysticism. 
well, Talmudic Jewish magic, like magical Jews. Um, it's yeah, and it's um, the history there is uh, very. Hmm, it depends <laughs> on who you ask, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Jews got back from Babylon, and then they had this uh, another book to add to the Old Testament or the the, the Torah that was like, hey, and it actually says stuff like that, like treat the goyim like cattle, you yeah. know, like. You've it, it's it, it, you it's pretty it, yeah it's pretty much a, a book about Jewish supremacy and um, magic. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's every a, every every modern day movie then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, but you have the Ashkenazi Jews and the Sephardic Jews. Sephardic Jews share very similar DNA. Um, and ancestral markers with people who live in Palestine now. Um, Ashkenazis do not. They come from the Black Sea area as far as genetically. Um, they're much closer to what would be present-day Kazakhstan um, than, than they do uh, in the Levant or in, in Israel or Palestine. So um, what it looks like is... Babel, the the Jews were conquered by Babylon. Twelve tribes were scattered. Only two remained. And then you have this group of Jews who go to Babylon and this other group of people who call themselves Jews coming back. Um, and then that's where you get the rise of the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and stuff we read about in the New Testament. <clears throat> so it's it most alternative conspiracy people, if they were talking about the Jews in Jewish history, they're like, yeah, there was... It was not the Jews who came back from Babylon. There was another group of people, and they're not really Jews. Well, and then it's—I mentioned this to Chris today, um, and because we were just talking about the evangelical fetishization of like Israel and Jews and the whole thing. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I told him I was like, yeah, but there's this verse in Revelation which <clears throat> is speaking about the end times, and and you know it says like, hey, some people say they're Jews and they're not. And they're a synagogue of Satan. I mean, I mean, it's it's just right there in the Bible. Like I don't, you know, and that's that. It's kind of like, well, what does that mean? You know, how many people are saying that they're Jews and they're not, right? Like because that would be the differentiating factor. And yeah, anybody who wants to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Addison, is that when it says that? It, do you think that that is talking about the religion Jew or the Israel, the nation of Israel? Or the you know the right. chosen well, people. And actually, that's kind of confusing if if you're talking about it that way. You know what I mean? Like right. And that's the thing. I don't think synagogue of Satan. Hold on. I was actually going to look it up. I don't think we need to, to narrow it down to just the Jews when it talks about synagogue of Satan. Exactly. I think what the broader point there is that you have people who are saying, "Yes, we're 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 sons of God. We're believers. Um, you know, we've we've kept." all the law and everything else, whether that's Baptist or Catholic or Jewish or, or not, it's people who, who said, no, yeah, I'm totally on board with what Jesus is all about. And I believe in the Bible and they, there, they weren't, there was no sincerity. There was no actual faith. There was no actual belief or action of belief. It was all. And I think it's mostly to, to people who use religion as a power source, 
you know yeah, when was the last time we had a, a good a, point. A, when was the last time we had a pope who wasn't in the synagogue of satan you know what i mean um who didn't use his his position to abuse others and to to expand power you know put joel osteen put you know franklin graham in that category as well you know it doesn't have to just be oh you're you you're a jew therefore mm, synagogue of satan you know um it's it's you know i mean the pope harvey weinstein uh, joel osteen eh, they're all cuffing the same cloth they're using their, their position of power you know as the pope as a mega church pastor as a powerful uh jewish producer to be evil and take advantage of other people you know they're using the gospel as a cloak to to take advantage of other people no i really like that line of thinking that's and earlier that was pretty insightful too i, I like that matt appreciate yeah. it yeah yeah anyway hang on what were you about to say oh i was just listening i was learning <laughs> no i had a um you know i did a 23 and me uh Ooh. Couple years back, uh, and they updated time. What's that? I said I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I've always been interested in you know genetics and stuff like that. And Tinker had got me a a kit one year for Valentine's Day or my birthday or something. And they updated from time to time as they you know kind of narrow things down to get more uh, more specific. I was so excited about doing this thing because I wanted to see where all my folks came from. I am 99.9% .9 European. I'm as white as you can fucking get. <laughs> I am white like Wonder Bread, man. Okay. <laughs> but at the what percentage reptilian, if you don't mind asking? I'm getting that. Uh, when I first got it, I was only like 99.7%. And I was like 0.3% sub-Saharan African. I'm like, okay, well, that's expensive. Oh, no. They've updated it. I'm now 99.9% European. 99.6% is Northwestern European. 86.5% is from the British and Irish Isles. Mm -hmm. Eleven percent French and German, broadly Northeastern European, and then it gets down to like point three percent broadly Southern European, and then at the very very bottom, it says point one percent unassigned reptilian. The explanation <laughs> they give: there's a wide range of human diversity in the world. And sometimes our algorithm is unable to match a region of your DNA to a specific population with confidence. Individuals whose ancestors came from multiple continents and who mixed many generations ago typically see more unassigned ancestry. Kind of like the sons of man. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the giant blood. Oh, that 1%'s hanging on. <laughs> How many fingers and toes do you have on each hand? Eleven. On each hand, uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I so I want to do it. I just don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do it now that everything's online. Yeah, I get it. That's why. That's there. I mean, they're they're 
that's how they're training the blue beam machines, you know, all this data. They just plug it into the algorithm. But seriously, so they can beam thoughts in your head one day. Try I hope it's some, I hope it's some nice thoughts at least. <laughs> now that I got I got my ancestry.com. I've I've got my uh Johnson and Johnson Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, you got your five G, yeah. I'm all I'm all lubed up for the blue beam. You're all in. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh Addison, have you listened to the latest news and views? I have not. Should I? Um, so he talks about, um, Joseph Farrell, somebody, um, as and I are both, um, like his content, but he does um, a podcast called news and views from the nefarium. And it's about a 20, 25 minute, 30 minute podcast where he breaks down a different news article, um, once a week. And you know, last week was, uh, the government of Chile signed, uh, put into legislation, um, that it is illegal in their country to use uh, software or signals that interfere with a person's um, thought pattern or or brain waves. Specifically, really, the implanting of thoughts or other things, or implanting of ideas into people's yeah. brains using whatever technology. And so they made it illegal. And there's, I guess, a consortium or a a group of different South American countries that are all kind of pushing forward legislation now to make it because yeah. all the stuff that came up like three years ago in Cuba, where diplomats in Cuba were having like unexplained headaches, and they said it was from some sort of sonic attack. And then recently, um, there were some politicians in Washington who underwent the same thing. So he was talking about over the last four or five years, I think. He was talking about the the angle that well, why would a government need to make legislation making something illegal if it doesn't exist? You know, basically, you know, implanting of thoughts or ideas or mind, you know, mind control using you know Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, yeah, why would a government need to do that if they weren't, you know, there weren't people out there who were trying to do it? So what you're saying is they've banned Facebook in Chile. Then if, you, if you're not allowed to use software to control people's thoughts, right? <laughs> well, at least not directly. You know. Yeah, but that's that's interesting, man. That's I'll have to give that a listen and, uh, you know, check out that article and stuff. Because it's, you know, this... Um, Shit, I thought I had it sitting here. Damn it, I don't remember the title. But uh, I, so I bought—I think I sent you a picture of it. I bought uh, that book by Isaac Weishaupt. Um, okay. Uh, aliens, UFOs, the occult, or whatever. I'm about a third of the way through it. I just got it like a week ago, and I mean, he just lays it out and is like, "Yo, like aliens are the plan. Blue beams the method, and uh, you know." it looks like this is right around the corner. <laughs> it's at least is kind of where he's heading. We got somebody that wants to jump in here. If uh, you got something. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, can you hear me? We can. Okay. Since we're talking about aliens, um, <laughs> I wanted to get the wizard's opinion on psychedelics. Um, and then like you often hear when you're in a trip, you, uh, you have a good, like an experience with aliens or like the machine elves. And if, uh, if the wizard believes that these are actually 
um, demonic beings that we are having uh, an experience with or what his opinion on on those things are. Matt, what do you got for uh, us? Um, I, uh, I've never done DMT, so I can't speak to the machine elves. Um, but I've, you know, taken LSD and mushrooms. I've never done uh, a heroic trip, you know, to where you're just completely gone. Um, I don't know if I would be open to that. I, I would be open to it, but I, I don't know. It'd have to be the, the, the right setting and, and things. But uh, I think a psychedelics is a shortcut to, you know, realization of, of your place in the world and, and personal significance and things like that. Um, as far as entities that you're coming in contact with, I've done enough mushrooms to know that if you get some mushrooms in you and you get out into nature, you feel a communion there. And I think that that's a natural communion. I, th I think it's something that, that um, in the before time, the long, long ago, before we had the technology we do today, that that's how we felt out in nature. We were a part of it. You know, we, we, there was a connectedness to it. Um, so I don't see I I, th I see mushrooms as a shortcut to getting back to that mindset. Um, but as far as entities that you may talk to when you're tripping, uh, I've never had any encounters with them. But I, I would be wary. That's all. Do you do you actually think uh, like are you of the Jay Dyer school of thought where it's like you know they are demons? No, but. <clears throat> I also know that in all the mythology we have, the most common entity to come across that someone comes across in in myth is a trickster god. So take that for what you will. Interesting. Anybody else on the subject of uh, uh, psychedelic entities and demons? If I may add, or if I can ask a second question, um, sure. What's the quickest way to lucid dream? <laughs> and he wants a direct Amazon link to the supplement. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's a, it's a big supplement thing. I've never seen that, but um, practice. Uh, falling asleep, wanting to lucid dream. Um, setting yourself up totems in your mind. Um, the movie Inception is actually really kind of good for this. They kind of nail it when it comes to totems, something to ground you to reality. Um, a lot of people look at their watch when they're dreaming as, like, say, a mechanism, like, if I dream, I'm going to look at my watch. And if you repeat that as a mantra enough times as you're falling asleep, eventually you'll be dreaming and you'll look at your watch. I don't wear a watch, so I don't do that. <clears throat> what I normally do is find your phone. Find my phone. Okay. Is what so it's a common trope and it kind of holds up to real dreams, but time is totally off in dreams. Clock faces. Time doesn't make sense. You can't really read what time it is. You can't read um, a watch face. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and so pull out your phone and look at it. Can you read what time it is? If you can't, well, you're probably dreaming. And at that point, you've triggered in your mind, okay, I'm going to look at this totem, I'm going to look at something, and then, you know, you will, your consciousness will make the differentiation between, okay, this is a dream, this is not. Um, and to be able to, once you kind of are able to lucid dream, you can really remember your dreams a lot better. 
Um, I have never gotten to the point where I want to like manipulate dreams. Like I've never fl like gone flying in a dream or, or banged a, you know, a porn star in a dream, that sort of thing. Um, mostly just observing and kind of going with the flow. Like, so like, I don't try and control it or anything. Um, I have a lot of dreams <laughs> regarding when it comes to lucid dreaming regarding like I'll become lucid and realize, Oh, I was trying to masturbate. It's weird. Um, the past like couple years that's been going on. Um, and then also with that too, I have, when I lucid dream, at least the past couple of years, I always dream about multiple members of my family. And that's some certain psychological stuff, you know, that, you know, I'm aware of. Um, but also the fact that I'm living in the house that I never lived in this house, but um, my mom and all my siblings moved out of it. I was looking for a house to rent. So I was like, well, I talked to the landlord was like, hey, you don't have to do any improvements. Just give me the same rent as she had. Fine. And I moved in. And then these dreams kind of started where I would almost every time I would have a dream that I would remember or be lucid in several members of my family would be there. We would normally be going on some sort of trip or something. And I would have my dick out for some God awful reason. Um, I shouldn't laugh. It's, not awful. It's, it's, it's not, but from a Freudian point of view, it's probably, Oh yeah. Cause your sister found your porn stash when you were 19 and everybody blew their shit up over it. But then also now you're living in the house where they've been, they lived for so long well, of course, your dreams are going to be affected by the space that you're sleeping in, you know? It's been many years since I dreamed. Really? Or some time, yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't dream anymore? I, 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 think the, uh, I think the weed is, is getting in the way. Oh, yeah, that will. That will. It takes a while. You become a regular user um, like over several years. It'll, it'll come back. I hope so because I've had some I've had some pretty freaky uh, pretty freaky stuff happen. Like I've 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 gone back to a place twice, uh, which I thought was I mean you know I thought that was kind of significant. Um, and then the the other thing you you re, do you remember the dream that I told you about, Matt? I I can't remember if it was on the show or just one on one about uh, you know I I woke up sort of in an apocalyptic scenario. And then I saw the logo of a Mercedes in a in a pile of like, you know, cubed up trash like they have in Wally. <laughs> and I, and it dawned on me because I was in a reality in that dream where we didn't have the internet. Like it was it was totally apocalyptic, and it dawned on me that it was it was you know the consumerism and the internet that brought us here. And it was it but it was really odd because it was right at the time that Donald Trump had just gotten elected, or maybe right before. And I, and for some reason it was tied to that. Like, I was like, that was the reason, like we couldn't pull ourselves away <laughs> and then it destroyed humanity. It was a fucking wild dream. Huh. <laughs> this was probably three, four years ago, maybe, but I used to have cool shit happen like that. And yeah, it's been, I, I think it's been some time now. I just haven't, yeah, it's just not there. If you want to have very vivid dreams, stop smoking. Like just, just for one week just, and then just drop it and it'll go bizarre. They will hit you. That. It'll be insane. But then after that, you can go back to you know smoking because I know it's something you do every day. So <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah, Matt, has that been your experience? If you stop, it just goes berserk, or no? 
Um, a little bit, but that was years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't. Also, know. Why would you stop? Well, well. Also, I, I as I've gotten older, I've gotten much more into the dream world. So when I was twenty five, I didn't give a shit about what I was dreaming. Now I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. Take five true. minutes when you wake up from the dream to kind of think about what it meant. Um, it also helps you remember your dreams more too. You know, well, rather than just said, rolling, rather than just rolling over and going back to bed. You know, like you stay conscious for you know, a couple minutes and think about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna hop off because uh, I'm gonna hop off because I need to get stuff done. But oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, good talking to y'all. Um, I'll see y'all later. See you, man. Thanks. Later. Yeah, I'm about to cut out myself. I was about to hop on here when he got done talking, so I was about to pack up, and go back to the house. Oh, nice. Uh, well, the only other thing, but yeah, there's the, uh, apparently there's a bunch of supplements that you can that are supposed. I mean, I've seen ads for drinks. I've seen ads for like just capsules. Uh, stuff that'll help you lucid dream. I don't know, I don't know what any of them are off the top of my head, but apparently it's a at least it's I, something I, you can market. About, uh, using I think it was called Gorilla Dream. <laughs> they, they say they say it works really well, but you said this was a strain of what now? <laughs> yeah, it's Gorilla like a dream. one of these uh, like uh, YouTube fitness guys has like a line oh. of supplements, and uh, from what I've heard, it it works, but that's kind of a shortcut. Yeah, that's true. That is that is a bit of a shortcut too. But I'm cutting out of here. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, peace, Hango. See you, brother. Jay, you got anything else? Not really. No, I just uh, that was pretty interesting. I'm just uh, I was going to ask Matt before he hopped off if he if he had any like, foreshadowing dreams that have actually produced mm-hmm. in reality or or things of that nature. But I don't. I but, think we've but, talked about it on the show before. I don't. There's nothing that sticks out to me in my memory, but. Um, I don't know, you know, because that's that there's a biblical precedent for that, too, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, there, I mean, it's very specific in scripture that like that is one of the ways that that communication can happen. <laughs> if, if, you know, if you believe that sort of thing. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, you know, maybe I don't Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But I do remember that vivid dream that I had. Um, yeah, it was bizarre, man. And I, and I woke up with like a, like it, it was just so clear. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is killing us. <laughs> it was it was a weird yeah, it was it was really really bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's been some time since I had some dreams for sure. Yeah, I, I haven't had a dream in a long time either, so I, I'm I'm right there with interesting. you. Interesting. Well, well, they say, or you know, I've seen online is what I mean when I say that. But they they say that that's one of the like differentiating factors of if there are reptilians or or reptilian bloodline or whatever is if you if if you are able to remember your dreams when you wake up. Uh, th- then you're not, you know, I guess a reptilian or, or an alien or whatever it is. I've I've seen that a lot though, so I always tease my wife. I'll be like, I'll be like, do you remember your dreams? <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm always wondering what constitutes a dream. I mean, because if you have like a, you know, that feeling of being gripped in the middle of the night or something like that, where you can't right. you can't scream or you can't run or whatever that is. is that is that a dream or what is that? You know. Well, that's the, that we, a, we've talked, we talked about that with, uh, have you ever listened to the episode with, um, Matt's sister, Jean? No. Mm-mm. So you might be able to find her. I'll try and find the link and send it to you. But, um, we talked about that with her, um, for some time, the, uh, the sleep paralysis is what that's called. And it's, it's okay. like, but supposedly there's like, because it, it, it very clearly is for a lot of people. There's generally there's, there's a presence that's felt, um, if, 
if not vaguely seen. Um, and yeah, you're unable to move a sort of a feeling of helplessness, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, then that's, I guess there's like a medical sort of terminology for that and they call it sleep paralysis. So you could Google that and read, read up, up on it a little bit. Um, but I guess there's some dispute as to whether that's just sort of a, a, an explanation or whether there is something spiritual, because like I said, like that's my, my framework coming from the, the scriptures. It's kind of like, well, that, that, you know, we're told that dreams can be communicable. <laughs> so yeah, you know, for sure. Knows. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've had that before too, that, that kind of gripping, I guess, like I said, sleep paralysis, I guess is what they call it. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess defining the difference also between a dream and a vision I and mean, a vision well, is something that you, that yeah. you clearly, that you clearly remember that you can vocalize to somebody else that was given to you versus something you just experienced yourself. Right. And also another term too, uh, Astral projection is people that claim that they can they can supposedly enter that sleep paralysis state um, and then project, I guess, either their consciousness away from their sleeping body uh, and to look at other things. And, and I think that's kind of is, isn't that kind of calling, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that what lucid dreaming is or there's some aspect to that or what's the difference between astral projection and lucid dreaming or is there one? Okay, so I fucked up. Um, astral projection is actually what I meant. Because, um, ah. yeah, because lucid dreaming is just when you can like, kind of like can control your dreams. Right. Um, astral astral projection is when you pretty much like leave your body and then you are like in a different realm with, kind of with like other entities. Right. And yeah, shit gets, really, shit gets really weird whenever you can astral project while sleeping. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. Yeah, so you could look at that too, Jay, and that's that's interesting stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know my take on that whole thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's not real because I think I've been really close. I'd I'd have to remember too. I don't know if I've ever actually done it, but but I don't know. It's it, it's it's very odd. Yeah. But, but I do, I mean, I agree with what you're saying because it's like, it's kind of like, well, where do you draw the line and what, you know, what's a dream, what's a vision, what's actual projection if it exists. There's also remote viewing. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're familiar with that concept, but the CIA has studied it and, and, and the military, I think, has studied it a whole bunch. You know, the idea of, of people who are able to either through training, I guess, or, or um, and or just have it internally. Um, are able to view times and spaces that they're not in. Um, as a matter of fact, I think there's official military documentation that claims that they had people, um, more than one person who viewed civilizations on Mars, like, you know, a million years ago or some shit, and they they agreed without having spoken to one another at all. Um, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, again, I'm, I could be way off base here, but... That would give you some things to kind of search for and look into that if, if you have any interest. Because it, it is it is very interesting. Um, do you think remote viewing is real, um, Colin? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Um, I don't know anything about it, so I can't comment on that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But what about you, Jay? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to think like uh, what, what you know, we're just saying about that. It, is that kind of like uh, 
maybe an implementation of like Manchurian candidate type right mind control a, or like are they actually viewing that or is that something that they've been somehow subjected you know, to subjected to, to that now yeah so now that they're all agreeing to it because they want them to agree about something else later or it was or it was put in their consciousness somehow anyways because that's the thing too like this you know if the cia is like oh you know we, we studied remote viewing and you know here's what we gleaned from it it's like well they're whatever outside influence maybe that they were studying um in order to get those people to have the experiences that they did or what have you like certainly wouldn't be included in that documentation like there's just no doubt you know so that's also a possibility and and it's like matt said i'm gonna have to go listen to this article uh, or this read the article and listen to joseph farrell talking about chile you know making a law that you can't have those kinds of things that are beamed into people's heads as crazy as that sounds, but it's like, yeah, well, Chile, the, the Chilean government obviously has some uh, um, reason that they want to put that legislation in place. So, <laughs> and what is that? Is that a dream? Is that remote viewing? Is that lucid dreaming? Is that astral projection? Is it all of the above? Who knows? But I think it's a combination of all that <laughs> at some level. Nothing is as it seems. Obviously, a lot of people think that uh, they know kind of what's actually happening when we probably really don't know anything that's happening. So. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, I've always, you know, because you at least are open to that mindset when I start talking about the whole flat earth thing, <laughs> which is, again, it's, it's, it's not something I necessarily buy, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I think there's probably secrets to the universe up, up to and including maybe, you know, how we exist in it um, that that is deliberately not shared with us without a doubt, without a doubt. There's just that. Of course, that is. And that's what you call the occult sciences, the occult knowledge, because occult means hidden. Um, and, you know, whether that's magic, tech, you know, all of the above, the knowledge of a, of a, of a flat earth or a dome or, or who knows, you know, I, I absolutely think that exists. Absolutely. And as a part of, of the people that possess that knowledge, it's a part of their deception. Of course. Of course. And how do you get into the inner circle of that knowledge is, is the question. Like what, what God. constitutes the ability to be in that club? So who who's part of that and and who? dictates who's in and who's out jews <laughs> well i my my whole thing is i think i mean i think there's a compelling argument that that's that's sort of based on bloodline you know like you look at this like bloodlines and the illuminati stuff like stuff like that and it's like you know yeah i i think it's probably because even even again you go back to genesis 6 it very clearly says that there, that there was a technology aspect to it. And so it's like those hidden occult sciences and magics um, probably follow those bloodlines. And why would you ever give them up? What, you know, you would just, you would just keep it in the bloodline a hundred percent. Like that's, that, I mean, that's, for all intents and purposes, that's what the Royal family is. And it just, it, the knowledge is just banking apparently <laughs> and colonialism, you know? So it's like, this is, this is not some grand conspiracy that I'm talking about here. Like this, this is how it works. You know, what do you think is going to happen with the new, uh, the new insertion of the King or queen or whatever it's going to be? And I don't know, remember what, what they're doing now in England when, when the queen oh, dies. And the, 
that's going to be very I mean, interesting what direction they go in and, and how they use yeah, the, the quote-unquote kingdom. Yeah. yeah, whether it'll remain the monarchy kind of thing. Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. Um, I haven't given really that much thought uh, to that, but it's got to be happening soon, right? How, like, how old is that old bag? Like hundred. Uh, she's ninety-nine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming soon, and, and I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned about it because I'm not really concerned about it, but I'm just concerned like what what they're going to do to use that episode to what's the, what's the next step they're going to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that influence and power, um, you know, can't can't necessarily be ignored uh, on that scale. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, geopolitically, I think there's interesting things going all over, or going going on all over, including but not limited to that shit in Israel. You know, it's like what this is some bizarre shit that's starting to happen. And I'm I I don't know. I'm I'm not a a prophecy expert or a prophecy buff, but. You know, I see these things pass through my feed, and I'm like, oh, who knows? <laughs> Shit's getting weird. <laughs> yeah, and so in, in the whole uh, pipeline situation, I mean, first of all, their yeah. first experiment this year was in uh, Texas with that power grid, and now they've got shutting down oil pipelines. I, I don't know what they're trying yep. to, you know, what Who's kind of maneuvers they're trying to do. Yeah, to 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 see what they're going to do next. But it's kind of they're messing with both sectors. You know the energy of electricity sector and the in the petroleum sector i mean once you get rid of those two or control those two it's over i mean they've already controlled it but when they can just turn you off or not fill you up you know right right yeah that's that's um it's it's of concern for sure for sure um yeah i don't i don't know i don't know because i mean I really think Matt and now a lot of other people have, have started saying, and, and I mean, they were saying it then too. It wasn't necessarily his original thought, but that uh, sort of writing on the wall with the whole Bill Gates thing, it's like that that's not, you know, and the media now I've seen has latched into this whole like Epstein idea. Like, Oh, it was because of his association with Epstein. I'm like, fuck off. There's like, no, <laughs> you can't get, there's not a scenario where I would believe that. I, you know, I, I 100% think it's a, they could see the writing on the wall and it's time to liquidate, you know, so. <laughs> be, oh, 100% on that. Yeah. One, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That was def that was definitely a money power move right there. That had nothing to do with the relationship. Right. Well, and that's, that's kind of the question. It's like, well, how, how far out do they see? that sort of thing, or what do they know? Um, but I mean, I, I think the writing's on the wall with the crypto thing, because that's, that's what I said at the very least, like you're dependent on a power grid for that, all the, all this crypto. And I think I saw the headline the other day, the total crypto market cap is more than the U S dollar, you know? And it's like, Oh boy, this is not going to go good. <laughs> like all these, all these punk fucking kids think they're entering the, you know, the technic, the technocracy with, you know, a shitload of Dogecoin or some shit. And it's like, dude, they can fuck with your literal power. Like you're putting what could be assets or repayment of debts at this point, or, or a thousand other things or food on your goddamn table. You're putting it into this, this, you know, little token that doesn't exist like this is this is fucked <laughs> yeah in just, what I, world in what world do you put take a mystical 
instrument and put all of your right. eggs in that basket. I mean, it's independent just, independent of how secure it is, because I believe in encryption. I've read about these things, but it's like this is this is fucking retarded what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it, it just yeah, we're, we're there's some massive massive offloading, um, you know, of of straight cash, like just liquid cash uh, into these different networks that that just don't exist um practically speaking i mean even more so than fiat currency it's just it's yeah it's mind-blowing to me and and i think yeah I think if you, we're, we're not headed for a great end with it as you move from fiat to this this currency it takes time because i mean even if the, say everything was on the up and up in this and this was the next wave you're talking about a structure that has to be you know created implemented over years it, to get to get off the fiat currency i mean it's just not going to happen overnight we don't just like just like with quote unquote green energy you can't go to green energy right away you have a structure in place that has you know fossil fuels you just can't can't switch overnight so yeah even if it was real which i don't buy into it at all um i don't i don't think you get off the fiat currency system quick enough to take take a you know the next turn so i i i don't i, I don't have any position in, in crypto at all and people no. that i know in the in the industry that i'm in take a, either a very very small position in it or no position at all yeah yeah it's it's i mean yeah on, on, on the simple basis they can screw with your power like this this stuff is just floating out there and people are throwing their hard-earned money into it and it's not going to go well. I mean, and they're, and they're, like I said, they're hopeful. Like they look at like the, the Bill Gates thing and they're like, they're like, Oh yeah. See, they know that, that fiat currency is going to crash. Like blah, blah, blah. It's going to be crypto. And I'm like, no, I, I think it's going to be bigger than that. And I think your crypto is not even going to be able to turn, be turned on for some period of time. I really, I really do think that. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I told you before, when I've seen those reverse, like reverse ATMs were, People are just putting handfuls of cash into these Bitcoin ATMs to get and then scanning their phone to get their credit. You know, I'm like, you just offloaded everything that you can actually spend into into some mythical in the air something or another. And yep. you may walk away and they could turn it off and you and you have nothing. Yep. So anyway. Yeah, no, that's 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 pretty much exactly it. And I mean I know Hanga was making fun of the that that picture that's now gone viral quite a bit of the the couple filling up like six gas tanks, you know, and it's like you know, but even that, like if you put if you put your cash into that, that that to me is a literal better investment with the way the world looks right now than fucking crypto. <laughs> I just I don't I don't understand, but you know, or buy bags of rice or some shit. Like there's just no scenario where you should. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see, but. Uh, Colin, did you have some thoughts about crypto or you were asking me about crypto or something? All right. Um, maybe I answered them. I don't know. I pulled out of everything I sold yeah, off good. It's because I think that if it does, um, become the next big thing and, and, and that's the way we use money now, I think it's going to be controlled hundred percent by the government and it's going to be a way to track everybody and everybody's purchases even more so than now with credit cards. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's all, uh, a honeypot basically so yeah. yeah well that's yeah yeah 
and that's and that's the thing. It, it's like what Matt said on the show a couple episodes ago, I think. You know, it's this concept of getting people addicted to the idea of like your your money is in digital characters on a screen, which we, we're we're pretty much already there, and now it's just it's actually like just ones and zeros on a screen, <laughs> like, and it's it's not good. I don't think I don't think it's going to go well, and I don't think because even at the very least, like like Jay was saying, if the plan is to have a digital currency, and like you were saying, that would be totally controlled by the government or issued by the Fed or what have you. We're not seeing that. We're seeing like various stages of legality and not and Wall Street participation with the Coinbase IPO. And like we're seeing various stages of this. And on that basis, I'm like, they're not letting this happen. Like th th this isn't happening as a surprise to the people that actually run things. There's a reason why it's a risky, shitty meme thing right now. And and I'm not sure why that is. Either they're they're waiting to see which one sticks, which is what a lot of people think. I don't personally think that. I, I think the protocol's already been picked for for your type of, you know, currency that we're going to have. Um, or they're waiting to just it just the only other option to me is that it just goes into the, like this deliberate accelerationism that I've noted before. It's just like this is we're clearly being set up. The jar's being shaken, if you will, and and I see that as part of that. Those are the only two options. Why it would be as random and as uncontrolled as it is now is how I see it. Hey, Addison, have you seen that video out there that's titled uh, the new Mark of the Beast ATM scan or scan ATM where it literally has a palm print? Uh, have <laughs> yeah. you seen that? I haven't, no, but I 100% I believe it, yeah. Yeah, this is somebody, I was, I was watching a video, someone took a video of this ATM and it literally has like a uh, a palm print where you can just put your hand there and the uh, there's a box that goes over right i guess right. to the to scan a chip or something like that in your hand you should look yeah. that up yeah it's uh it's definitely coming i mean i i you know th this has long been my position that you know when people started claiming that of a vaccine even when people just were started talking about it they're like, oh, that'll be the mark of the beast. The vaccine will be the mark of the beast. And I'm like, eh, maybe, not really. But then, you know, I started looking into mammon and the scriptures and things like that. It's like, well, if that's if that's the, the, the dividing line, then the beast system is, is all of this stuff that we have to do in order to keep spending, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, that would, and and then in that regard, it's like, well, what is the actual mark of the beast? Well, I think that would be something spiritual, you know, so, something alien, if you will, is the way that I see it. But, um, yeah, the, all of it is is feeding into the beast system, and it's stuff that we have to have to keep participating in it. So, so what do you think is going to delineate the end of that? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Um. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I've read Revelation, so I don't know exactly. I've seen some arguments online over the last you know year now about how like there's some parallels drawn, and they're like, oh, like a, a mandatory vaccine is the mark of the beast, and there's some compelling stuff I've seen there, and then I've also seen stuff where it's like, no, it's definitely not for these reasons, and it's in scripture, and I'm like, okay, that seems to be a compelling sort of argument. Um, 
I think the big thing is, you know, if, if, if the scripture is like the forehead of the right hand, you know, like that's what makes me think it'll be alien technology. Um, you know, an actual chip or an actual, um, something or other. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like that's kind of the way that I see it now. I, I think they're, they're letting the cryptos go wild. Um, and, and one has already been chosen that will be a specific global, you know, like Cullen was talking about, just, just full control, full, you gotta have it to be a person. Doge <laughs> okay. baby doge. Oh, fuck off doge. <laughs> I will say I bought doge at five and I sold it at 50. So, so we Gucci, man, we Gucci. Oh God, you're part of the problem. Well, not anymore. Cause I pulled out, yeah. but anyway, I'm going to hop off of here. Um, go with God. be safe from evil. Try to, I'm going to hop off too, man. Yeah. I, th- I think we're wrapping up here. I think, what was that? Like two hours or something. So I'll, I'll chop that down and put it on the feed and, and everybody can look forward to that. Good talking to you. Yeah. You as well, man. Take care. Please clap. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say. Liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say. Liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. That's not a dog whistle. That's a foghorn, man. Join us. Contribute. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.